It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report, uh, part of Season 3, which still feels weird to say because it feels like we've been in Season 2 for so long. Yeah. Really, it just feels like all one big season, you know? But Yeah, it really does. There hasn't really been a whole lot of a stop for us, right? So, And I think that was with a lot of people just in, in hockey media in general, right? With like... Mm-hmm you know, the the season that got shut down because of COVID and then, you know, going into the bubble playoffs, there wasn't a whole lot of a break going into last season as well and that sort of thing. So like, yeah, that, that bit of a break, I guess, that we took in August there, that that's the most that we've that we've had really. We haven't yeah. really taken a whole lot of a break. So yeah, it's been crazy. But, but we but appreciate the season, it. The season, yeah, the season's back full swing and yeah. we're running on adrenaline basically exactly so, yeah let's hope it keeps up <laughs> and we appreciate everyone that stuck with us of course for uh yes, uh, that little so. bit of an extended break and those that returned and also new faces as well yeah so, we got a lot exciting. of new faces i was gonna say with our uh with our twitter followers over like the last two weeks i'd say with you know the hype season back everything like that um we are now over 700 and, and uh or we're uh, sorry, we're currently just under 730 followers. We're at 728. Oh, nice. um, so I know I I know I said this was a few like this was a while ago now. Um, mm-hmm. what, what were the two types of Mountain Dew that I have to? I mix don't even now? remember. One of, them was, the one of them was the Baja Blast. I was Baja, was it Baja Blast the and the watermelon one. I think yes. Or was it just the regular uh, one? No, I think it was the watermelon one. Okay, yeah. so I I will do that for our next. I guess it would be the live episode on Wednesday. Okay. So I will I will be sure to um yeah to get those and uh yeah tune in to see me try you know probably a good combination of uh of different pops for that but um I have no idea as well actually if say like the I, I I'm assuming the Baja Blast is down in the states as well again remember yeah. we're in Canada here um because it's like it's a ta- it's a Taco Bell you know kind of exclusive I think um mm. I think the Canadian aspect of that though is that we get the bottles of it 
I think in the States it Maybe. might just be at Taco Bell, but, um, and I have no idea if they have the, the watermelon or that kind of thing, but, um, you know, the States definitely gets a, a, a lot more variety than, uh, than yeah. up here in Canada for sure. So, and for the but, most part, uh, everything we get up here, like they have down there at the same time. And if not, they have it first, right? So, yeah, exactly. Except, except for, for uh, be like ketchup and all dressed chips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I've seen ketchup chips there before. They're, actually, they're down there now, but, I think, but yeah, not for a long but, time, uh, but not all dressed or that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely like, say some fast food places that are in the States that I'd love to have up here. Like, uh, like in and outs really good when I've, the couple of times I've had that or whatever, but, um, there's we one, gotta burger. go down to Anaheim. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> one burger place that I remember specifically. I just can't remember the name off the top of my hat. Oh, it's off of my head though. Um, but it is like a build your own burger kind of place. Okay. Um, I guess the closest thing that we would have had up here is Harvey's, but that's a little bit more fast food. Like these were yeah. like so good burgers. Like you, you, you sat in the restaurant and everything like that and had them. Um, I think is it Fuddruckers? I think that's what it's called. Um, oh yeah, yeah those There's were really those good. In, uh, uh, Regina, actually, is there? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, okay. Maybe I'm it, it is like that then, though. But... It's like quality. Like it's kind of like a diner. I, I would say. Yeah. There but you go. It's like still. a maker. Yeah. Like that's something that we don't really have here. Like I don't think there's mm-hmm. one in the province of Alberta that we are, but I think um, there used to be one in Calgary. Yeah. My parents loved Fuddruckers. So that's why I know a little bit about it. But the the only one that I know of is that's still around in Canada is in Regina. Yeah. Saskatchewan for those that don't know. Yeah. Jack in the box is also really good in the States I found. So, Mm -hmm. but I I definitely enjoyed that. So I also really want to try white castle just exclusively because of the Harold and Kumar movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I've, I've had a bad experience with white castle burgers and it wasn't even like from the actual restaurant or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So like at the, uh, I think it was at the time, the max, like the circle K, uh, convenience stores that we have up here, Mm-hmm. They had it was um like frozen White Castle burgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and our buddy Adam, so he, you know, he he played like intramural hockey and that kind of stuff. And he didn't really have space in his residence for his hockey gear. And he left, so he left his gear in his car, right? And if if you've ever been in a locker room before, or ever played any like sports with a lot of gear, that that shit smells like right. Mm-hmm. So and so you, there was always that that smell in his car obviously because the gear is in there but like it didn't bother me too too much but it was noticeable at least and he got these like frozen white castle burgers from this convenience store he heated them up like in the microwave that was at the store and he opened the bag in the car and i wanted to be sick from that it (laughs) overtook the hockey smell instantly and it stuck in his car for a while. So, like, I hate, I hated being the passenger in his truck for a bit. So, I, Adam, if you're listening to this, I apologize for that. But, like, thank God for you that I didn't throw up in your front seat right there. <laughs> so, but that, that's kind of turned me off from them before. I think my dad had offered at one point, like, when we were in Vegas to go to White Castle. I think we picked something different. Um, just because I, I wasn't sure about it, but yeah, that's fair. You know, the next time that I'm able to go down to the States, I think I'm going to have to get over my, 
my uh, my fear and try White Castle yeah. as well. It, it sounds yeah. like an irrational fear. Like you just need yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> next time I'm down too, I'm going to order a White Castle burger, take it back to the hotel, sit down on the toilet and take a bite and just like <laughs> be ready. <laughs> I'm just going to get prepared. I, I might even get one of those cushion toilet seats too. Yeah. Like I, I didn't taste it, it obviously, but just like the smell just overtook and it, just, <laughs> it wasn't a great smell. But honestly, though, it could easily be because it was a frozen, like, pre-made burger. That you then microwaved? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, like, there's there's a few things that you can do frozen and microwave and that kind of stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really know for, like, full-on burgers, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that could totally be it. But, yeah, it definitely turned me off for a little bit. So, but that 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 will be my goal the next time I go to the States is to try to find a White Castle and actually try a burger there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll be good. Well, we've got a pretty packed episode actually here. We, we obviously want to talk about the uh, Ducks and Wild game that occurred on, was that Friday? Friday. Yeah, Friday. We want to give our review there. Um, obviously, a 2-1 loss for the Wild. Sorry if that spoiled a... <laughs> old game for you at this point but um yeah and then we uh we have Aud- an audi or no sorry james not audi we have james on from <laughs> audi's his co-host james on from the barn burner show of the hockey podcast network uh coming on a little bit later to discuss the calgary flames um are i guess returning division rival yeah returning division get to rivals. See last year <laughs> so uh give us all the the updates obviously nate could do it too but you hear his voice all the time. We want to shake things up and uh, get Wanted Calgary a different perspective. Opinion, yeah. Get for the sure. Calgary's pers- for Calgary perspective for from somebody that uh, does a podcast about Calgary. So yeah. So we've got come, him coming on a little later. Um, I know we promised what if on Wednesday, and it's honestly probably not going to happen. Uh, and then of course <laughs> coming up. So <laughs> we'll maybe get to oh, what if another yeah. time. But, I was going to say, do we just want to do like a like a five minute thing or even like a two minute thing? We can't. You know us. We're gonna hold what if to two minutes. Are you Shit kidding? was good. All right, like, I'm just doing it right now. Shit was good. Ultra, like superior Ultra, we'll call him. Is a fucking badass. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> just get into superior it. Superior Ultra was a badass. I love the memes that came out from those two episodes. And having the Guardians of the Multiverse was a pretty cool fucking thing. I loved where it ended off as well with uh, with Captain Peggy Carter. Uh, finding spoiler alerts by the way (laughs) oh yeah full spoiler you're 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 fucked at this point um you know finding the the steve rogers iron man outfit we'll call it and there's presumably steve is inside it and whatnot like just those two episodes were really cool i thought yeah Um, i I enjoyed them they were a lot of fun i really want together yeah i want a second season of this and i want more i just want more of this idea Mm -hmm. and something that's been kind of talked about as well just like by fans i would love to see the what if idea extend to star wars i think that would be so fucking cool to have that there was one that i came across that was like we can get a crossover oh my god could you imagine (laughs) (laughs) but it was like um you know like there was like a, a star wars what if idea that was you know anakin still becomes darth vader but um obi-wan and ahsoka join him essentially like kind of follow his path as well um, Obi-Wan becomes a grand moth in the empire and Ahsoka becomes the head of the inquisitors and trains them and stuff like that. Like still being Anakin's apprentice and stuff like that. Like just that idea. I'm just like, okay, like this is the shit that I want. I love this like different universe type stuff. So 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, if you yeah, if you haven't cool. if you haven't checked out episodes uh, eight and nine, I guess of what if Marvel's what if uh, <laughs> you, you I'm don't sorry need for to, spoiling that for you, you. <laughs> but uh, but you you should have watched it by now. Um, but it was fucking awesome. So mm-hmm. Carter, you can give your. I think we got another minute on the clock here. Go for it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. I mean, just I, I just gotta echo everything that you said. Really, like I was glad that they brought everything together. I thought that was very cool. Um, we even got, uh, I guess, kind of a, a sneak peek at the the lost episode that's probably going to be in season two, I guess, with yeah. uh, Gamora and, and Tony. So yeah. that'll be... Uh, it looks like he was on cool. Sakaar. I, I love mm-hmm. that idea as well. So. Yes, but I wanna, yeah, that'd be interesting for sure. See, but like, now like just having seen that idea, I I want that episode because I want to know how he got there, right? Mm-hmm. In that I think we'll definitely get it, yeah. I don't... Because it was supposed to be a ten episode season, right? And that was supposed to be one of yeah, and it got it got cut back just because of COVID and like as much as they were trying to yeah. do it remote, it sounded like there was just difficulties with it or whatever. So with but, that one for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we got a little bit, which was kind of cool, but um, but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was nice to kind of also it, it kind of completed all of the cliffhangers where I was like, oh, I hope they revisit this in season two and revisit that in season two, like the Doctor Strange episode, right? Yeah, but I feel like we kind of got closure on all of those, like. They could still extend them into season two if they wanted. Yeah. But it there wasn't those cliffhanger endings, right? So it's I, uh, I definitely feel cool. like this is not gonna be the end for as as you called him on the last time we talked about it, uh Darkter Strange. Yeah. I feel like he might be a character that shows up in multiverse of madness. Oh, oh so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Um the, he has an official name as well. If you turn it on with the closed captions, it's yeah. it's something long. It's like um, like mysterious Doctor Strange or something like oh, okay. that, or oh no, mis misguided. That's the word they use. Misguided Doctor. Misguided Strange. Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, yeah that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. but because he's not evil, right. he's just misguided. So yeah, fair um, enough. All right, there's okay. your there's your five minute <laughs> what if. Yeah, <laughs> I told you we could do it. I told you we could do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just had to you know tell you that you couldn't so that now we could. And now yeah. we're gonna get into Duck's talk. Oh, but now we can't do it. If you tell me I can do it, I'm not going to do it. If you, me, if you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. As I already said, uh, Wild 2, Ducks 1 uh, in this loss. Uh, it was a tie game for most of it. It looked like we were going to get a point out of overtime at least. Um, but Felino had different ideas. Marcus Felino of the Wild. Yeah, it wasn't even like so. good Felino. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It, it was like knockoff Felino. Walmart yeah. brand Felino. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I hope Isha doesn't listen because, like, oh whenever God. we talk about the wild, I feel like we just shit on them, and he's like, "Guys, we do." Uh, I, yeah, we really can't talk considering where we ended up in the fi- in the playoffs last year. Yeah, no, not <laughs> making them. Yeah, not even yeah. close. Yeah, um, but huh. yeah, in typical Ducks fashion, we got yeah. let down with eight seconds left. I mean, th- there's a lot of good things to take away from that game. It's just unfortunate that we didn't get the point. Yeah, and it wasn't even, you know, like a massive mistake that you're really directing at one guy or something like that. That's like you could have like you you really fucked this up. It was just it just it happened. So I'm as much as it was a loss and you're disappointed by the aspect of it being a loss. I'm not disappointed in this game, really. And we got a few different points to talk about as to um, as to why exactly. Mm -hmm. But I think the. I think the headline reason for this was Anthony Stellars. Oh, absolutely. Who I I don't I'm, 
I, I feel bad in this case for having to say I told you so, but I told you that it, we might have an LBI on Gibson. Yeah. I oh, I saw that and I was like, "Fuck, I I don't want to be right about this." I'm honestly, I'm still not entirely convinced that that wasn't just John Gibson in Stellars's gear. Like, I think it might have been. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't remember seeing a close up shot of him uh, on on the feed at all. So I, I it could have been Gibson still, and he just wanted to be like, yeah. "Nah, I'm." I, Let's give Stellars a game. You want to give Stellars more games? Yeah. I'll be Stellars and give him more games. <laughs> yeah. But to be realistic about this as well, this is not the first time we've seen a performance like this from Anthony Stellars, right? We no, saw it last year, and I was praising him as much as I did Gibson, right? Like, mm -hmm. Stellars is a goalie that makes me feel confident in giving John Gibson less games. Right. And, that, and yeah. that's not in a bad way by any means. Right. Because mm -hmm. we've seen what John Gibson can do when he is able to rest. Right. Yeah. So like this just this just gives me even more confidence. It's only one game, but it gives me more confidence. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, we've seen Stellars in in this situation before where he's just that backup that comes in every once in a while. But we've also mm -hmm. seen him, I guess, in that short term starter role, like when John Gibson gets injured. And we know that like this this can't be sustained over say like six seven eight even ten games like yeah he'll have two or three good games and then he'll start to to fall off a little bit but to your point like he's phenomenal as a backup or 1b goaltender like hopping in say every third game or whatever it might be so i uh yeah i i think it's it's great like you're right it's not unexpected from stellars because we have seen this before but i just forget how good stellars is sometimes yeah exactly just because we have john gibson right mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so, uh but yeah you know solars 41 saves on 43 shots which is not a normal number that you're wanting to see let's put it that way mm -hmm. um and that was asked of us i forget who it was off the top of my head who you know just asked if you know should we like should ducks fans be concerned and that sort of thing about the high amount of shots that we're taking and that was a that was a concern again last year right so mm -hmm. something that seemed like it might be kind of continuing um i did reply initially uh on our twitter at quack report pod saying that you know from my recollection it, there weren't too many high danger chances which mm -hmm. if that's the case 43 shots doesn't really matter if they're not high danger right if like, they're all from the outside right? yeah exactly yeah. So we did uh, we did pull up the heat map here. Um, mm -hmm. if, if you're watching, you'll be able to see it on your screen here in just a second because I am not on top of my shit right now. Oh and uh, but otherwise, this gives you a reason to go watch uh, us on our YouTube channel uh, at Quack Report Pod as well. Um, you get the visuals. Yeah, you unfortunately, you have to look at our ugly mugs, but at least you get some <laughs> nice, pretty pictures every once in yeah. a while. <laughs> but uh, so this is coming from Natural Stat Trick, uh, you know their their heat map from this game, and uh, so you can you can see here at least that uh, you know there's there's plus five attempts for uh, the Minnesota Wild, and uh, just like it's it's almost there the five attempts. So the actual numbers mm -hmm. were 10, 10 high danger chances for the Minnesota Wild on 43 shots, which is 23% chance, which you know maybe isn't great, but mm -hmm. off the top of my head, that just feels a lot better than it was last year at least. Yeah. <laughs> so and and for the Ducks, you know, we had four on 29 shots for a 13.7%. Mm -hmm. Um but you know what, even then that still feels pretty good. Uh, both teams converted on one of those chances. Um, I don't yeah. believe the other one uh, for 
Uh, Minnesota was a high danger chance, um, if I, I remember correctly. Do you have that number? Um, I don't. Um, they used to have high danger goals for on here, but I think um, they have a Patreon now on Natural Stat Trick, and I think it's locked behind that. So, you might okay, have to figure that but, out. But yeah, I mean, still seventy six point eight percent. So seventy seven percent of the shots were not high danger ones. As a goaltender, mm-hmm. I would take that any day compared to. Um, you know, probably last year when almost half of your shots are high danger ones because our defense just for some reason yeah. as a team was not clicking together. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not really disappointed in um, like really, I think the, 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 the big takeaway overall from these last two games, the intensity has been there for the majority of the game, which is nice. Mm-hmm. This one, they kind of fell off in the last minute and it unfortunately cost us. But yeah. besides yeah. that as well, um, the the team defensive play has been there, and that's been a huge improvement, even just for, sure. for two games compared to the the majority of last season. Mm-hmm. So there there's a lot of positives I think coming out of these first two games at least against the Jets and, and against the Wild. For sure, um, in, in my opinion, I think we kind of fell off for most of that third period. Maybe I, I would say like maybe the last ten minutes, but I, I don't think we came out super strong in that third. Um, and I think that's kind of echoed in the high danger chances where the wild had four mm. and we had none, where it was like pretty close the rest of the game. And and just on the eye test as well, like we just didn't have that. I don't want to say that life, but we didn't bring the same energy as we did in, in the beginning. I, I don't want to yeah, say it's, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Like I don't want to say that it looked like we had given up, but, and maybe it was just because the wild came out with a lot more, you know, Oomph. Of a push. Yeah. yeah, like this was their first game of the season. Obviously, the first couple periods, they were shaking some rust off, especially the first period because we ended up with the first goal. Yeah. So yeah. so maybe this was just the wild playing to the best of their ability in the third because I don't want to say we played a bad game in the third. It's just Minnesota obviously played better. So I don't know if it's they played better or we played a little bit worse. I, I, I think maybe the wild played better, but um, it's hard to say, so. Yeah, that's fair. I I can definitely see that point as well. So, but mm-hmm. overall, I don't think it was th- these two games back to back are better. I think than we saw in any back to, like any games that were yeah you know consecutive games yeah consecutive. There you go, not back to backs. I guess yeah, the consecutive games last season. Oh, absolutely. So, like, yeah, th- like just these two games feel an improve like just feel like an, an overall improvement mm-hmm. compared to the entirety of last year again it's only two games and i'm gonna try to temper my expectations and whatnot i'm not jumping around in my seat this time like i was after that ducks win <laughs> yeah. on wednesday but you know this the, the first couple of games bring a lot of positivity i think to this club which is something that over the last two seasons especially has not really been there Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, just, for sure. you know, if like if we can pick out more positives out of this year, then we do negatives, right? Considering that you know the rebuild is official and everything like that right now, I'll call this season a win, honestly. So oh, I, I would sure. just like I would like this to continue. Yeah, me too, and I I fully expect that it will. That I think, um, how do I want to put this? I I, I guess in, in the intermission interviews. Um, or even just like during the the game, like they, they've been talking about how the Ducks veterans um, actually was on Thirty Two Thoughts as well. But um, they were talking about just how the Ducks veterans were om- almost hard asses last year. Like you guys need to like put all your energy in and like not really letting the kids be kids and having fun. And um, mm-hmm. 
And I think John Gibson calling out just the whole team saying, like, whole team needs to be better. I need to be better. Our rookies need to step up. Our veterans need to, you know, play to their contracts instead of just coasting. And Yeah, stuff that's like that. a big part right there. I was going to say the veterans, you know, didn't really live up to their yeah, end either. Exactly. But, but, but Gibson just calling everybody out. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it was a lot of everybody. Yeah, year. there was very little positives as a whole yeah. on, on the season. And, and Gibson has been playing well in the one game he played phenomenally but he was and last year he, he was feisty the too. best that he could last year yeah right? yeah so, exactly like, it, like john gibson was john gibson mm-hmm. so yeah but i think the big thing with this year is that the i think the veterans are having a lot more fun and they're i, I guess just more invested in it being a game rather than this being something super serious so yeah and i think it's paying off for them like guys like shattenkirk and uh raquel and uh silverberg as well on the score sheet um and then it's kind of trickling down to the kids as well the kids are getting to play their game it's mm-hmm. a little bit more fun um we haven't seen the uh michigan attempt from zegris yet but <laughs> i want to see it buddy but they're like flying around they're getting in front of the net they're getting in scrums yeah. Z- like we see zegris talking on the power play all the time he's like let's do this let's do this let's go so let's i think it's a lot it, yeah. of fun so I think we're seeing improvements just in the culture of the team, which um, that's a huge thing overall. Yeah, Yeah, it's major. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, I was just trying to see if uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, McTavish did play in that game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, We uh, did we see a little bit more from Zegris? I know we talked about that last time. Did he Uh, have more time on ice? Because we we're on the power play quite a bit more. So. I don't believe so, if I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I don't want to open okay, that can of worms for okay, you. Okay, <laughs> a, a little bit more, I guess. He had a he, he was 1437 of ice time compared to let me bring up the game before against Winnipeg. Wasn't, wasn't that about what he played in Winnipeg? Uh no, he played less in Winnipeg. Thirteen twenty two in in Winnipeg. Okay. So or com- against Winnipeg, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so over a minute more, which is you know nice to see. Thank you, yeah. Dallas, for listening to me again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see that number come up a little bit more. His faceoff percentage was a lot better in this game at fifty percent even. Mm-hmm. Um, so you I know, did like that's, that's some confidence there and whatnot. Yeah, I, I did like that he got some offensive zone starts as well. Yeah. and um, I, I remember one faceoff for sure that he won, and we got a good scoring chance off of. It. I think it was in the. I, I'm not going to guess the period. I don't. I just remember it happening. But yeah, um, the the one sorry, the one stat uh, that really threw me off though was Derek Grant's ice time. He led the yeah. forwards with seventeen twelve. Ugh, I don't and really he, like. That. Oh, we, and he got waived. To, we, yeah, and he, why? And, he's, and he has cleared why? waivers. So, which is good because I, I'm always concerned about that. But yeah, um, I, 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 that's, that's not that's, my favorite that we waived him. I am glad that we waived Pattern, though. I am yeah. not a fan of Greg Pattern. No, but Grant, he, he can bring something to this team, I think, but it should not be in that large of a chunk of ice time. No. There, there's other players that are... Yeah, why is a fourth liner playing 17 minutes? Like, yeah. That's, I don't get that. I'm, I'm, does he? I feel like he kills penalties, so... I mean, I, we weren't on the power play too much more than we were on or sorry we weren't on the penalty kill too much more than we were on the power play i don't think but no we like, no there we only we had five penalties yeah and four power plays so yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I don't. I don't get that decision. Lost, but yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what do you do? I I, I like Grant. I, I'm glad he's. You don't play him that much. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, he is elite one center, right? But he hasn't. I don't think he's earned that ice time no. yet in the season. So I don't know. And, and honestly, I think it kind of dropped off last year. Like, I know that was the running thing from the first year of us doing this show, but I, I haven't mm. seen it. I didn't see it really last year, and I didn't. I haven't seen it yet this year. Yeah. So, so there's, hopefully him there's getting waived is kind of that, that yeah. wake-up call like Henrik needed last year. We're just fortunately doing it earlier in the season. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly, fortunately. Yeah. So, but, yeah, unless, uh, like, there's a, there's a few more mistakes that we've learned from last mm. year, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Really, really quickly here. Let's just talk about the power play again, um, just so we don't keep James waiting here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were one for four on the power play, which I think is pretty good, twenty five percent. So, yeah. What are that, your thoughts? Uh, I I like it. It's again improvement from last year, right? Um, the uh, I think, yeah. Let me just double check this, but um, I believe yeah, our our power play is definitely doing again. Temper expectations. It's only been two games. Yeah, um, there's still 80 more to go. <laughs> yeah, as of Sunday night, um, the only game in the league, uh, the Stars versus Senators, is done. So this is as up to date uh, as it can be, I guess, uh, for the moment. The Ducks are currently tied for ninth in the league on power play percentage at 33.3 percent. That is a good. hell of a lot better than I think the 8.9 it was last yeah. season. Again, two games in, temper expectations, mm-hmm. but those are positives. Those are improvements that we're seeing analytically and mm-hmm. on ice as an eye test, right? So yeah, for sure. If it's, it's I, again, just let's keep the positives more than the negatives. So if yeah. you can improve that, and it, it's hard to go even lower than eight point nine percent. But uh, don't, I, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I'll knock on wood. But like, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's harder. We'll put it that way then. Yeah. To, like to I, do I think, worse than that. So I, I think 20% is like a functional power play. Like yeah. you can be a contender with a 20% power play. I mean, yeah. if you are a contender, you need to have at least a 20% power play, is what I should say. So yeah. if we can hover right in between that 15 and 20% power play range, I I think that's fine for where this team is at yeah. right now. And and given, you know, the players that we have and that kind of stuff. So I, I think that would be reasonable ideally closer to 20 but i think 15 is kind of the minimum that i would expect at this point so yeah um i I guess we did make kind of some coaching changes this offseason that um are maybe improving that a little bit so that that could be part of it i think so so. yeah we'll, we'll definitely need a few more games um to see if you know these are longer term uh, they're not just short-term improvements kind of thing, right? So Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. We're not just like capitalizing on teams playing their first game of the season. So Yeah, exactly. So I, I'll I honestly give it say 20 games to get a good idea of if it's improved actually or not. So Yeah, for sure. That's, that, does that seem that's fair? A good, I think that's a good sample size, yeah. Okay. I think we'll have an idea of where it's going after maybe 10, but I think you know, if we do well over the next couple of games and then really drop off, then yeah. maybe by that 20 game mark will kind of plateau a little bit i think yeah we can probably see we can probably have a good idea by the end of october here which is nice yeah for sure yeah that's only a couple weeks away maybe uh 
maybe like mid-November, we'll say. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. We'll revisit it. But okay. Um, anything else you want to add about this game or about the ducks in general before we throw it to break here? Uh, I don't think I have anything else at the moment. So. Okay, sounds good. I was hoping you had something so that I could have time to find our promo, but I got it now. So it's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, I gave you enough time, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> all right. That's all for the Ducks talk for now. Uh, we'll be joined by James on the other side of the break here. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you can win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. With promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined now by James from the Barn Burner Hockey Podcast. Welcome, James. Thank you for taking time to join us here and, uh, yeah, to talk about the upcoming game here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I've watched your stuff on Twitter for a while now, and we're we're brothers now at the Hockey Podcast Network. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, and I'm I'm excited to chat some ducks, chat some flames, and yeah. Yeah, might, even, might even get into a little bit of the, the BOA on Saturday, too, if we have time. But we'll save that till the end. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, James and I have known each other for uh, for a little while there, just through Flames Twitter and whatnot. And we've it's, yep. it's, we've been fortunate to be able to meet a couple of times during uh, the preseason games for Calgary this year. So We did. Yeah, James cool. and I go way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not far back as Carter and I, but, uh, yeah. but we, still, we still go away. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of brought it up already that uh, you guys just recently joined the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, you guys being uh, your co-host, Adi, who unfortunately wasn't able to make it today, but you're here, so we'll consider you the good half of the Barn Burner show. <laughs> oh. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll clip that. We'll send that to Adi right away. <laughs> Never met the guy, but just because you're here, you're my favorite now. <laughs> get so much hate in the chat now because of you, Carter. Jeez, man. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Start controversy. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you mentioned you just joined the network uh, here, the Hockey Podcast Network, and, and just wondering how you guys got into podcasting and how you happened to become uh, part of THPN. Yeah, so for me, I I've always been a fan of hockey. And then I kind of started talking about it on Twitter two or three years ago. And then I kind of had an inkling to get into podcasting. And then I had that opportunity come to me in May where someone offered me a gig on another network. That didn't work out if you know that story, but (laughs) uh, moved on here and 
got the chance to create my own show and I, I reached out to Audi, right? I was, I was literally browsing through my Twitter names like, hmm, you know, this guy's already on a show. I guess I'll go to somebody else. Oh, this guy. Oh, Audi James. He's a YouTuber. He follows me. I, I've seen his stuff. I know this guy isn't eligible. So I reached out to him. I didn't think he was going to say yes because I was kind of this unnamed just guy on Twitter <laughs> that posts a few memes every now and then, right? Like, I and, think and was... I will say they are quality memes. People. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if, if, if you're not even a Flames fan, follow James just for the memes. Yeah, I I dabble in memes quite often. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't think Audie was going to say yes. I, he was the first person I reached out to, and he did say yes. And then we kind of came up with the name, came up with what we wanted to do, and here we are. And we joined uh, the Hockey Podcast Network about oh two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and I was in contact with them for about a, a month here, and they originally had said like maybe around Christmas time they might have a spot open for us, and then suddenly out of the blue they were like, "Hey, do you guys want to like we have a spot? Do you guys want to join?" And I was like, "You know, heck yeah, <laughs> let's do this thing," <laughs> because after that previous network and what happened there, me and Audie kind of decided like basically. And we had other offers to join other networks and I'm sure those are great people, but we just, you know, our trust was kind of wrecked. So it was kind of like nothing or the po the hockey podcast network. So when that yeah. offer came through, it was like, let's go. We've done it. So yeah, that's kind of how I personally got into podcasting. Just kind of like, I love talking about hockey. I think I'm generally decently smart and knowledgeable <laughs> at hockey maybe the listeners disagree who knows but i generally think i have a decent grasp on things so i thought it would be a good fit and here we are so nice there you go yeah you brought up the name oh, oh sorry, sorry go, go ahead, ahead. okay <laughs> you can tell we're all canadians on here hey? yeah. <laughs> sorry sorry canadian sad off yeah, um, yeah. you had brought up the 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 name Barnburner as well. Just is, is there a reason you came up with that name, or you just thought it sounded cool? Or yeah, so I was going through. I was literally just looking up like hockey slogan, like hockey slang, and Barnburner. I was kind of like, okay, that works because what I wanted to do with the podcast is kind of structured similar to Steve Dangle's podcast, where they're leaf centric, but they also talk about the league, right? So I figured. Mm -hmm. Barn burner kind of makes sense because burner flames, you know, there's that connection there, but I also want it to be a league wide thing. So mm -hmm. barn burner is a general hockey term. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, it, it collided and I thought of the logo. It looked pretty cool when Audi designed it. And yeah, that's yeah. Barn nice. burner. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> cool. I was going to say, I, I don't want to take full credit because obviously I, I can't take full credit, but I'd like to take a good portion of the credit for having the barn burner podcast join the hockey podcast network. I had gotten a you, text Nate. from, I'd gotten a text from Audie just kind of on a, on a Tuesday. It was, I was trying to head to the gym and he's like, Hey, can I call you? Like when you have a moment and I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Huh? Like, you know, normally when you hear, like when you get a message like that, it's like, okay, what, what's, what's going on here? What's going like, is <laughs> yeah. everything okay? And, 
So, and yeah, then he had called and uh, said that you guys had been approached by, uh, by Dylan and Isha and uh, just kind of wanted to get the lay of the land. And yeah, he, he, and I, it was totally understandable, right? He brought up your guys's just trust with everything that happened with that previous network and whatnot as well. And um, yeah, I, I, I still stand by this. You will have, you, you will do great things with the hockey podcast network. It's filled with wonderful oh, people and great resources and everything like that. So I'd like to say you guys definitely did not make the wrong choice in picking the hockey, hockey podcast network. I, okay. I think, I think I need to reach out to Dylan and Nisha just for a spokesman role with the, with this network at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, but uh yeah, I don't want to take the full credit for you guys joining, but I'd like to take part of the credit. Yeah, so. just a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, just a little too my own horn, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll throw a shout out to Nate because when we had that Zoom call with Ish and Dylan, they did mention that Nate, you'd said some good things about us, so thank you, yeah. good sir. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah, it's a, it's it's the perfect uh yeah, it's it's the perfect partnership, I think, honestly. So you guys yeah. bring uh, bring just another element of something good, I think, to the Hockey Podcast Network. So again, if if none of our listeners are Flames fans, I still suggest listening to the hockey or to the the Barnburner podcast because, um, like us, you know, they do like James has said as well. They do dive in like around the rest of the NHL and that, and um, it's another it's another take on things. So yeah, definitely go check them out. So and they have mm-hmm. some they've had some great guests on as well. You guys have had. Um, you know, like Flames defenseman Yusuf Alamaki, uh, Haley, uh, I, I hope I'm saying, saying her name <laughs> right, uh, Salvian from yep. The Athletic, yep. uh, who's a beat reporter for the Flames. You guys have had Gene Principe on. Carter, I know yeah. you'd be interested in that interview. Oh, yes, I did see that, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you guys have had some great guests on. And what, you're only done episode 13? Like, it's it's honestly yeah. impressive the resume you guys have built up already. It's, it's a little crazy, to be honest, like... As I was saying, like, I didn't expect Audie to say yes. And then, like, the guy has a couple, like, connections. The guy is chatting with Gene Principe, and all, all of a sudden he's going on. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is episode six. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Audie and his connections, man. Like, he, so, yeah, like, Audie's the, the hopeful connection that I'm able to get for uh, the end of November to try to meet. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury. So anybody who Ooh. regularly listens to our show knows that I'm a huge Fleury fanboy and whatnot. So um, yeah, hopefully that that works out as well. So yeah, well, I'll, yeah, audience I'll, connections. He just has them everywhere. Hey, <laughs> yeah, like he got Matthew Phillips, a Flames prospect, and then he got Yusuf Alamaki like back to back within a week. I was like, huh? <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're interviewing Flames players now. Like this yeah. is episode. I think that was episode 10 or something like insane mm-hmm. but after i send audie the uh the thing of carter saying that i'm the superior barn burner host <laughs> i will also i will also remind him to uh get you in contact with flurry so <laughs> i was gonna say because yeah you're very much the uh the analytics side of uh yes. yeah like anal- analyzing you know the games and that kind of stuff whereas audie is the old school <laughs> uh, you know the eye test and that sort of thing so uh you know he might argue that you're the superior the inter- like by analytics numbers but you might not be by the eye test <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect I love it. that's a yeah. good way to put it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so what kind of what other things do you guys have planned i guess uh, this, this might be more of a later question but i'm just more curious in general what what do you guys have planned for the rest of this season yeah, so uh, for Flames fans, Ducks fans, anything, um, 
we actually just started our first call-in show last night after the Battle of Alberta. So we're going to, that got a, a huge uh, positive response, which we didn't really know how it was going to go. And we got like a, a lot of views, people seem to enjoy it. So I think we're going to continue that for sure. So we're going to be doing call-in shows. We're going to be doing our weekly podcast. We'll have to... We'll have to get you guys on there sometime down the road. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time the Ducks play the Flames, who knows? But yeah, for plans, we I don't think we have any big name guests or anything planned. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure audio will get some, somebody else on. Right? But yeah, for, for plans, just keep chugging along with that weekly episode and see how this call-in show goes because we had tons of fun last night and We'll see where it takes us. I was gonna say it's it seems like you guys have something going pretty well. And I think one of the one of the ways you can tell that is because you guys on your first episode of the Afterburn show, like the call-in show, you guys had a prank caller already. Yeah. So I, I think I think that just that just yeah. shows that you guys are at a level. So it was it was awesome, man. Like we had we had fake Erica Branson, who was our first caller, like just <laughs> right off right off the bat, we had a fake caller and then I think we ended the night with somebody who was in Scotland and then he was in oh, Italy and then he was in England and his wife was giving birth and then he adopted <laughs> he was adopting a kid and then like <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic worldwide traveler yeah <laughs> and it was also great because like some people who I've talked on Twitter for a couple years now like they showed their face and they were chatting with me on afterburn right like you talk to these people on twitter but you don't talk to them face to face so that was kind of fun right to interact with these people and it was cool so we'll keep it going and yeah maybe i don't know maybe the maybe the ducks fans will want to hop in who knows <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll send that we'll send them your way for some prank yeah. calls as well <laughs> yeah for sure oh, all i love i love the prank calls you can be erica branson you can be Nikita Zadorov, you can be John Gibson. I don't care who you want to be. <laughs> You'll love it. Oh, man. Oh. All right. Well, I guess we have some legitimate questions here to talk about the Calgary Flames. To Because, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's been two seasons, actually, since the Anaheim Ducks have played the Flames because of uh, the division uh, realignments last year due to COVID and everything like that. So, yeah. you know, it's it looking on paper. A lot has changed with the Calgary Flames. So, you know, what would you say are uh, some of the biggest strengths? And we'll, we'll start with the strengths, actually. What do you think the biggest strengths are to this version of the Calgary Flames? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first off, like, I'm very excited for the Anaheim game tomorrow because it's an American team. <laughs> like, I haven't yeah. seen an American team in two years. Like, the Ducks aren't great, but I, I want to yeah. see the Ducks. So... But to answer your question about the Flames, I think a couple strengths would be the forward group. Blake Coleman is a huge addition, and we didn't see him last night because of a suspension, but he'll be in the lineup tomorrow, so that'll be that'll be cool. I mean, analytics, eye test, the guy is a massive beauty, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Like, I love it, and... People say he's not a top six forward, but if you look at the time on ice, like Tampa played that Yanni Gord, Barclay Goudreau, and Coleman line, they gave him second line minutes. So they were basically their second line. 
So for strengths, I think the Flames forward group with a few bounce backs from Sean Monahan, from Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, if if these guys bounce back and with the addition of Coleman, that is definitely a massive strength. And I think goaltending is a big strength too because Markstrom didn't have a great season last year, coupled with injuries, overplayed, et cetera, et cetera. But based on his Vancouver performance, he should bounce back. And Dan Vladar was fantastic in the preseason. Yeah, he did look really good. Like the biggest surprise for me was I think he he played the most games out of any goalie in the in the league. Like I think he played 6 games or something and he was great in every single game. So well, I'm sure we'll get to defense which isn't a strength, but I think forwards and goaltending would be the flame strengths. Gotcha. How much Carter. do you expect uh how much do you expect Vladar to play this year? Do you expect it to be fairly 50-50 between him and Markstrom? Or is Markstrom still the starter or 1A type situation? Like, what, what's that's, going on there? That's a great question because Daryl Sutter is known to ride his starting goaltender until <laughs> that goaltender <laughs> literally cannot play anymore. Yeah. So, And we saw that last year where I think he gave Markstrom like one game off in his three games or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yikes. <laughs> it was insane. But I would expect Vladar to play a decent amount given and there's going to be back-to-backs. I'm expecting around 20, 25 games, which would give Markstrom about 60. I think that's fair, but mm-hmm. Markstrom has an injury history, right? So fingers crossed he doesn't get injured, but it could totally be a split if Markstrom goes down with injury. And yeah, yeah we'll see what Dan Vladar can do. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, not trying to, you know, be like not trying to be biased or that kind of thing. I guess really on either side, I can't be biased, right? Being a Flames <laughs> yeah. and Ducks fan. Yeah. Um, but that that feels like the one comparable actually that both Anaheim and uh Calgary have is the the confidence and strength in their goaltending, right? Like with Calgary and yeah. Jacob Markstrom and Dan Vladar. Uh going over to Anaheim, you have John Gibson and uh Anthony Stellars who Really, over like last season, especially, was just kind of stuck behind Ryan Miller, and that being his last season, it was okay. We'll let him ride it out, kind of thing. But um, we we saw it with the Minnesota game, and we saw it with a few games last yeah. year. Stellars is a great backup, and honestly, could you know could be like a one A one B type situation guy. So yeah, it's definitely a comparable, I think, between uh, between the two teams. I don't know what you two think, but no, I agree. I think the the goaltending is. For sure, the strength that's shared yeah. by both teams, I guess. Yeah, I I watched the Anaheim Ducks uh, Minnesota Wild game just randomly. It was just on the TV. I was like, sure, these two teams have some fun players. Let's watch. And Anthony Stolarz was like incredible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this guy. I remember him being traded by Edmonton or being traded to Edmonton or something. And then I hadn't heard from him from a while and or heard about him for a while and then yeah shows up here and i was impressed so yeah i could i mean john gibson is super cool the man is carried <laughs> the Anaheim ducks to put it nicely here but yeah yeah so yeah definitely a comparable for sure 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So you were you did bring up the defense as a weakness. <laughs> Explain this weakness. Yeah. So, like, how bad are we talking here? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we lost Mark Giordano to expansion, which sucked. He was our backbone for ten years, mm-hmm. and I had talked a lot on Twitter about some names that they could bring in. I was throwing Jake McCabe's name, I think, every two days. Like, I was pushing hard. I was pushing for this player or that player, and Calgary's response was Nikita Zadorov and Eric Goodbranson. So, Ducks fans... I mean, those are very Daryl Sutter players, though. So Yeah. <laughs> but, like, even are... then, it's not, they sound like lower-end Daryl Sutter players. Like Yeah, like... Uh the one thing both of them have going for them is they're both above six, five, which is why they were brought in. If we're being honest, no other reason really besides that they're big, but I mean, Anaheim ducks fans are familiar with good Branson. You know how terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I, I still don't understand that contract because Good Branson said that Daryl Sutter had reached out to him the first day of free agency, which is bonkers. Like you're talking to Blake Coleman and then you're gonna talk to Eric Good Branson. Like, what what are yeah, you doing? A lot. <laughs> and to pay him one point nine five million dollars, oh, like were you were you bidding with another team? And if that's the case, like I want to know who that other team is because they're <laughs> probably Anaheim, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that another team is just purposely bidding to up the price on Calgary. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like, exactly. let's play a joke on him. Ah, uh, you yeah. got Branson now for $2 million. How yeah. fun. Just keep, <laughs> just keep pushing it up. Yeah. Could be like, is, I, is I that more understand. than one year or is it just a one year deal? It's, luckily it's just a one year deal. So <laughs> not, not fingers, too bad then. Fingers crossed. He's gone next year, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be too hard on him because he did lead the Flames in expected goals last night, which was crazy. And I think that's that's the first time he's probably ever led a team in expected goals. So, like, shoutouts to Eric for having one good game. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Eighty-two besides, more. Eighty-one more to go. Right. Yeah. Besides being. Six five or or bigger even and just like a big mean body. One thing I do remember from his time in Anaheim was he did have like a wicked like one timer from the point like that you would yeah. not want to get in the way of. So he he is yeah. going to put shots on net whether it hits the net or has a chance of going <laughs> in is a different yeah. thing. But he he will yeah. he'll try. <laughs> yeah, if if undoubtedly he gets to the offensive zone, which takes him a while because he's a slow skater. Uh, <laughs> He did. He did have one shot last night where I was like, "Wow, the guy's kind of got a cannon." Like I was surprised. It was kind of similar to Michael Stone in that sense. So mm. I don't know. I I wasn't impressed with Good Branson. Like there were still some defensive miscues. Trying to get the puck out of his own zone was not enjoyable to watch. So no, they they have to honestly they have to stop letting him do breakout passes. It's horrible. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was not. Not good, not good at all. But yeah, I mean, moving on to Zadorov, who had an awful performance last night, which, like I said on the uh, Afterburn Colin show, he did play like I think 85% of his minutes against McDavid and Dreisaitl, which 
is not fun for anyone. That just doesn't sound like the right pairings. <laughs> no, like you have Chris Tanev up there against him, and he was one of one, if not the best defensive player in the entire league last year, mm-hmm. which is great. But then you put him with Nikita Zadorov, who cross-checks a player once a game and makes three defensive mishaps, and that's pretty much Nikita Zadorov <laughs> from what I've seen so far. So it. I, I don't understand. Like, and they gave him almost $4 million. Like, oh, but that was a That was a trade with Chicago, right? So I guess I, that's carried over cap, but. And they, yeah, they gave up a pick for him too, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I did say defense is a weakness because I think the loss of Mark Giordano and then bringing in two not very good defensemen doesn't help, but if you get a bounce back from Rasmus Anderson, who has been good with Noah Hannafin, if you get the same Chris Tanev, if Yusuf Alamaki takes a step, it could be like a net even defense, but right mm-hmm. now, after that game against Edmonton, I'm, I'm very concerned about defense, to put it nicely. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, one I more mean, game. it is only one game in, in oh, yeah, the season, right? So the, exactly. things can always yeah. change around, shake some rust off. But yeah, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but I know for you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're hoping that it, it's just the first game blues. So, <laughs> yeah, one name that's been going around the uh, you know, flame social media and that quite a bit that maybe people outside of Calgary don't really know of is Oliver Shillington. What can you tell us about him? Oh man, like after last season. Based on his performance, I thought the guy was done. I thought he was AHL. Like, he passed through waivers, which I was a little surprised about. I thought someone might take a shot on him. But he passed through waivers. I figured he was done. And then he trained hard this offseason. I believe he was, like, the second fittest player in camp. And then he completely blew the socks off of everybody. Like, I was... I've been very impressed with him. But... Daryl Sutter apparently was not because he played him for three minutes last night, which was the lowest in the entire league by like six minutes. Oh, wow. Crazy. <laughs> like you start 11 forwards and seven defensemen, but you play 11 forwards, six defensemen, and then you play Oliver Shillington for three minutes is basically how it went, which I don't understand. Like hey, you're putting one. your team a man down. <laughs> Like, try him at forward if you're not going to play him. Like, and he's been, he was phenomenal in preseason with Chris Tanev. So I, (laughs) I don't understand. Like I, based on his preseason performance and Nate, you were there in person too. Like he was phenomenal. Yeah. He looked, yeah, he definitely looked good. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm rooting for him because even last night in his three minutes, he wasn't on the ice for a chance against. Like it was phenomenal. And he, his ability to get the puck from his own zone and take it up to the offensive zone and create a scoring chance is something the flames are missing on their defense. But Daryl Sutter prefers his six foot five (laughs) mutants who are slowish. Can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. We we, we fucking do it all the time. Okay, good. (laughs) They're mutants that are slow as shit and don't do anything. And, yeah, I'm getting off the rails here, but Oliver Shillington, <laughs> for Ducks fans who don't know, very, very underrated story. 
very cool guy. If you follow him on, on Instagram, like he did, I can't remember where he went exactly, but he went to somewhere in Africa and was with uh, Johnny Oduya, who was played with the Blackhawks, I believe, but just like helped a bunch of kids, gave them hockey gear, let them try it out, like mm-hmm. growing the game nice. in a country that has probably never tried hockey before, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was super cool. So I'm rooting for him and I guess Ducks fans won't be rooting for him tomorrow night because you'll probably <laughs> want to see Eric Branson in the lineup instead. But. <laughs> yeah, preferably. So, so long story short, should Chillington get waived again, the Anaheim Ducks should pick him up, right? I would, if I was a team looking at a 20, I think he's 23 years old, like I would take a shot on him. He's a former second round pick, right? Like mm-hmm. the guy has displayed his talent before and he displayed it in Calgary (laughs) during preseason and our coach still only plays him for three minutes. So I, I don't understand it to be honest, but yeah, if I was the Anaheim ducks and Oliver Shillington was on waivers, I would definitely put in a claim. That's for sure. Good to know. We'll put in a word with our, our friend, Bob Murray. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because you know, that. we we can tell when they listen to us because that then they actually do that stuff. So yeah, <laughs> we we are um, definitely a resource for them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Be, besides Oliver Shillington, who else are you excited for on the Flames this season? Ooh, uh, I mentioned Blake Coleman before, so I won't mention mm-hmm. him again. But Andrew Mangiapane, if you if you even look at Calgary Twitter for like. <laughs> five seconds you will see four tweets that have the words Andrew and Mangiapane in them because (laughs) the guy's a fan favorite he was I believe in the 96th percentile for defensive impact last year like one of the best defense yeah one of the best defensive forwards in the NHL didn't get a single Selkie vote which needs to change if any media members are listening to this podcast please vote (laughs) Andrew Mangiapane for Selkie (laughs) But, like, the guy, uh, Flashalytics, if you know him on Twitter, Flash underscore 33, he came on our podcast and he described him as a B. Like, the guy, and it's perfect. The guy is a pain in the ass for the other team, and he's going to create a, he's creating chances. He's getting in the face. He's doing, he's doing everything on the ice. Like, the guy doesn't stop. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for bounce back Rasmus Anderson. I think he got a little feisty in the Battle of Alberta yesterday, but <laughs> yes. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. gave a little headbutt to Kaylor Yamamoto, but cost him five thousand dollars, which is what yeah. a gym session for him. Yeah, like, yeah, a little slap in the wrist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's a couple mm. things I'm excited for about the Flames. So there's not a lot. <laughs> As a Flames fan, there's <laughs> I have to temper my expectations, right? Because we understand. Year I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, right. Like, every year I go into it and I say, "Oh boy, maybe the Flames will get past the first round this year," and then they don't make the playoffs. So <laughs> can't lose in the first round if you don't make the playoffs, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, at least I feel like it's a little bit easier to temper our expectations in Anaheim because it's. Like we both had uh, Anaheim projected at seventh spot, 
Uh, yeah. Carter had the Kraken finishing eighth, and I got the San Jose Sharks finishing eighth. I, I don't really see that team doing a whole heck of a lot because it's no. there's such an amalgamation there, really, of you know mm-hmm. good players that are kind of exiting their prime. There's a few, mm-hmm. there's a couple that are in their prime that you know will keep them afloat for sure. And then you have Aiden Hill as your starting goaltender, which like that's not a knock on Aiden Hill, but there's de- there was definitely better available. So yeah. I think well, he's yeah. an improvement over Martin Jones and whoever else there was <laughs> yeah, last year. But. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly so, what I was going to say, right? Like, yeah. He's better than Martin Jones, but is he a starting goaltender in the league? Probably not. So, no. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, speaking of, you know, division standings and that kind of thing, where do you expect Calgary to finish in mm-hmm. this season? Yeah, I, I have to watch myself here because... Last year, I said, oh, the Flames are definitely getting at least second in the North Division. They're going to be a playoff team. And then they finished fifth. So (laughs) I will cautiously say they're going to be maybe third or fourth in the division. I have Vegas at number one, which everybody does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I I have Edmonton. I have... Calgary kind of maybe with Edmonton, but I think Edmonton's a bit better than them. And then I have Calgary, Seattle, LA, Vancouver. I have like those four teams. They could be third or sixth, right? And then Mm -hmm. I have your your good old Anaheim Ducks at seventh, and I I believe I have San Jose at eighth. Yeah, so Mm. it'll be it'll be interesting. Like I can't say for sure that the Flames will be a playoff team because. There's questions, as I said, on defense, and there's a lot of good teams in this division that might have weaknesses, but I think every team has a weakness. Like, for example, Edmonton, Vancouver are both super weak on defense, but they have mm-hmm. amazing forward court, amazing forward cores. Mm-hmm. Seattle has an amazing defense, but their forward core is a bit weak. LA is young. So it's it's very hard to predict this division. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Even, look, even aside, like or even with Vegas, like maybe at the beginning of the season, everyone puts them at number one, but they're potentially out Patrietti and Stone now for it's at true. least six weeks, and that's yeah. a big hit to them. Rip so my fantasy hockey easily, teams. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like they I could have, easily like, drop to like wild card on, spots on, one of, on at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh no! So yeah, anything can happen. It's it's so hard to predict. But um, yeah. with what, what do you think? Or how do I want to phrase this? Because I don't want to sound like I'm I'm being a dick about it. Because <laughs> whenever I say things about the Flames, it's usually <laughs> negative. But I know that a lot of Flames fans are unhappy. You know, over the last couple seasons, or underwhelmed maybe, and a mm-hmm. lot of them just want to blow the whole thing up and start fresh. Are are you at that point, or do you think it depends on how this season goes and at what point? Do you think maybe it's just better to blow things up and rebuild kind of Ottawa Senators style? Yeah, you're you're hundred percent fair to be trashing the flames anytime because <laughs> like let's be frank, this team has been a joke for the last fifteen years. They're they're the new Minnesota Wild, right? They're just they're there. They're mm-hmm. usually fifteenth in the league. They're they might make the playoffs, they might not but they're not going to be bottom five and they're not going to be top five. So Mm -hmm. 
I was in the mindset that a couple of years ago, after they lost in the first round to Colorado in 2019, I said, mm-hmm. you know what? That's it. This team has never done a proper rebuild. Let's let's blow it up. And then the Flames decided not to do that. And my biggest, like the biggest problem I have with this team is they never go all in and they never rebuild. They're Mm -hmm. just, they're just stuck. So I would love for this team to go all in on Jack Eichel Mm -hmm. or for them to blow it up. You need to, you need to have some direction with this team because pick a lane, right? Yeah, yeah, it's I'm I'm tired of the me- mediocrity. Like I've been a fan mm-hmm. of this team for 15 years, and all I've seen is <laughs> perpetual mediocrity. It's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the trending thing on Flames Twitter, right? Like the mm-hmm. memes are constant mm-hmm. because we're just we're there, right? Like we might be a threat, we might make a play, we might make the playoffs, or we might miss. It's just. Like no one expects them to get past the second round. No one mm-hmm. expects them to be a bottom five team. We're just we don't have any direction. So to answer your question, if they blew it up, I would be very happy because you're doing similar to what Anaheim did, where you're mm-hmm. getting these fantastic young players. Like I have tuned into two Anaheim Ducks games this season because I wanted to watch Trevor Zegers, Jamie Drydsdale, Maxime Comtois, right? Like mm-hmm. these are fun players to watch. And Calgary, we have those fun players, but they're not at that level of like elite, you know, game breaking mm-hmm. players. So yeah. that was a long <laughs> that was a long winded <laughs> answer. No, that's good though. Yeah, <laughs> there was uh, yeah, there was one thing that you uh, that you just mentioned in there that I I kind of forgot about for a quick second. By the sounds of, of like a few different reports from credible sources, it sounds potentially like we are neck and neck with each other for Jack Eichel out of out of Buffalo, mm-hmm. which is which is is wild to me that both of these teams are apparently the ones who are the front runners. So especially, you know, yeah. like with Anaheim only finishing one spot ahead of them in the standings last year yeah. and yeah. knowing, you know, Bradshaw living up in Calgary. And I mean, I <laughs> out of the two, I, I this is this is just me not trying to be like, again, I guess I can't really be biased for either side. I if it it is only those two teams, I expect Anaheim to do it, actually, because Bradshaw living does mm-hmm. not pull the trigger on any big name. Uh, what was it? The wind column, I think, had posted an article the other day just talking about like in like the last five years or six years, I think, all the second place finishes that Calgary finished, yeah. like with big name players such as Marc Andre Fleury, Mark Stone. Uh, I think Pierre Luc Dubois was in there as well. Yep. Even mm-hmm. even Artemi Panarin, basically. And yeah, it was just it goes, like, are you kidding me? So it goes yeah. Artemi Panarin, Ben Bishop. Who else is in there? Taylor Hall. Mark Stone, Pierre Luc Dubois, like all these players. <laughs> Calgary, ridiculous. <laughs> Calgary's always interested, but they always finish second. Oh, uh, Na- Nazem Kadri too. He was the, that deal was almost done, oh, yeah. and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to Calgary. Which is fair. <laughs> I'll go to Colorado instead and play with yeah. Nathan McKinnon." You know what? Yeah. Don't blame him for that, though. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But yeah, it's it's surprising that these are the last. Well. Who knows? But these kind of seem like the final two teams. And for Mm -hmm. Calgary, 
like I said, if they want to go all in, Jack Eichel would be phenomenal because we have not had a number one center since Joe Neuendijk. And if you're and that's a while ago. <laughs> if you're a young person and you say, Who is Joe Neuendijk? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now there were reports, I believe it was yesterday or today, as we're recording this on Sunday, that Buffalo does not want to re- they are not planning on retaining any salary if a team wishes to trade for Jack Eichel, which Honestly, Buffalo just keeps shooting themselves in the foot with everything they are doing in regards to this situation. (laughs) Like, we could have a whole other half hour or more conversation, I believe, just on Jack Eichel. I feel like that'd be a fun mini series, is just to have different perspectives from around the (laughs) So, like, what everyone's thought about this is. Yeah. But what do you think if if the Flames were to make a trade for him? Mm. What do you think that package entails? Because everybody makes, you know, what they think it could be. What would what would be the ideal package that would benefit, I guess, both sides? Because it, it's normally you tr- you try to push for a fair trade or for mm-hmm. what each team needs. What do you see as a package for Jack Eichel plus, I guess, kind of depending on, on what it is? Yeah, so I, I crunched the numbers here a couple days ago because I just I want Jack Eichel to be traded. <laughs> I want him to be free of... Buffalo. I think that's just around the NHL yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really don't care where he goes. He could go to any team, I, as long as it's not the Oilers or the Canucks. Yep. Like, <laughs> sure. I'll agree either. with that one. <laughs> yeah. So my package, it's it's a bit complicated, right? Like Anaheim has the cap space that they can just acquire him right now, throw him on LTIR, boom. Calgary, we have $300,000 in cap space. Thanks for signing Good Branson, by the way. Yeah. So, so our our cap situation is difficult, right? You have to move out ten million dollars in salary to bring Jack Eichel in and then throw him on LTIR, right? So you're gonna be losing ten million dollars off your roster right now. And then is Jack Eichel gonna be healthy in three months? So you're you're barren for three months, but it's still a trade I would do and I actually had a three-way trade because we like I I, tra- I traded away <laughs> <laughs> I traded away uh, Sean Monahan to another team because he has a a no trade clause and I was like yeah he, I I doubt he wants to go to Buffalo <laughs> let's, yeah. be, let's be frank right? like, he doesn't want to go there so I had him going to Boston and then I had Boston sending them some pieces back. And then I had Calgary sending those pieces to Buffalo along with Matthew Coronado, Connor Zari, first round pick and a second round pick, I believe. And those would be for this season? Yes. I'm just trying to remember. I think I I think I did Monaghan for Jake DeBrusque and a defensive prospect or something, and then I sent those Buffalo's way. Oh yeah, I, I included Nikita Zadorov to make the cap work too, and also because I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, I was like, you know what? In my hypothetical world, Nikita, Nikita Zadorov is gone, and it is wonderful. So <laughs> it's 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 going to be tough on Calgary. Like making a three way trade where all the cap worked was difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think I I posted it on Twitter, and Buffalo fans were like, "Yep." We'll take Matthew Coronado and Connor Zary in a first round pick and et cetera. Like we'll take these pieces because we just want Jack Eichel. We want that situation over. So yeah. 
we'll see yep. what. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it, I don't like. I, I think that a three-way trade definitely would make sense, and I think that's the only way Calgary could do it. But yeah, it also depends on like if the other team involved is like okay with basically helping out another team to get Jack Eichel. I'm sure Boston would be okay with it because it's like, yeah, get him like out west, so we only have to see him yeah. twice a year. Exactly. Yeah, Boston and Buffalo are in the same division. Are they yes. not? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. I guess maybe that would be one benefit of helping another team out. but mm-hmm. And you get Sean Monaghan in my hypothetical deal who mm-hmm. they lost David Krejci. They need a second-line center, right? And they don't like Jake DeBras. So my kind of mm-hmm. thinking was I'll solve two problems in one. I'll get Jack Eichel out of Buffalo. I'll give Boston a second-line center. And I'll give Calgary Jack Eichel. Like, mm-hmm. bingo, bango, bongo. Uh- <laughs> the the more you describe this, the actually the more it makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, he's not coming to Anaheim. There's no way we're getting Eichel now. <laughs> it, but see, for me, like giving up Matthew Coronado, Connor Zary, a first round pick, like Calgary doesn't have a deep prospect pipeline. Whereas Anaheim, you have like you know Maxime Comtois. To me, makes a lot of sense as someone that would go back to yeah. Buffalo. Because I doubt you're going to trade uh, Dradsdale or Zegers, and no, they've been pretty much. It's pretty much been said that they're off the table. So yeah, mm-hmm. so Anaheim, like props to them. Their drafting over the past three years has been solid. They have a good prospect pool. So in terms of prospects and like just the ability to have ten million in cap space right now, Anaheim makes sense, but. Calgary is closer to contending, so they might want Eichel more. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I would love, love Jack Eichel to be a Calgary Flame because if he goes to Anaheim, no offense to Anaheim fans, but <laughs> you had Ryan Kessler, you had Kevin Bieksa, you had Corey Perry. I hated you for years. And I finally, <laughs> I finally kind of like you. Like you have good players that I want to watch. And if you trade if you trade for Jack Eichel, I will be very sad. And yeah. There'll be no coming back from that. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was gonna say the Flames won't win at Honda Center for another what what was the streak? I think like six or seven yeah. years, something it's ridiculous like, like that. It was insane. Like it, it, was, it was a long time. Longer than it should have yeah. been. <laughs> it was stupidly long. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. Last question here for you, James. Uh, well, potentially last question. Depends how long <laughs> it takes to, for <laughs> us to let you actually answer, I guess. But um, just to tie everything together here, what do you think the Ducks need to do to uh, to potentially beat Calgary or at least you know mm-hmm. make it close? Yeah, that's a great question. And if you if you've seen if you saw the Battle of Alberta yesterday, if you know Daryl Sutter teams. The Calgary Flames are going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Mm. You're not going to enjoy it. Max Jones and Nick Delorier are going to be busy tomorrow night. Like <laughs> they're going to be, <laughs> there's going to be maybe a fight or two. There's going to be fisticuffs after every whistle. It's not going to be a fun game. But in order to beat Calgary, I mean, really, all you have to do is wait for. The Flames to play Zadorov and Good Branson, and go, okay, Zegris on the ice, score. <laughs> See, no. now I feel like that's easier said than done yeah, because Trevor yeah. Zegris has not been played. 
honestly, Trevor Zegers is kind of like, like it's it's our version of Oliver Shillington. Mm-hmm. He's not played as much as he really? should be. Yeah. So yeah. I I believe against. Let me double check this, but I know that first game against um uh, against Winnipeg, he only had thirteen and a half minutes of ice time. In com- oh, like yeah. to compare this, Mason McTavish in his very first NHL game, who did play phenomenally. Let me throw that out there. Yeah, Mason McTavish had more minutes by I think I think he had about a minute, a minute and a half more than wow. Trevor Zegers did. Jeez. So yeah, it was definitely wow. interesting. Like, but uh, yeah, so I mean, if Dallas again, Dallas, I know you're listening. Play Zegers for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Let him do his thing. <laughs> but uh but yeah i think yeah definitely just have to actually play him for this to work out (laughs) yeah yeah and i think edmonton played calgary smart last night right like they knew calgary was gonna take those extra instigator penalties and what did edmonton do with those power plays they scored they so, threw McDavid out for a one-timer. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was insane. It was like, oh, well, here they go again on the power play. Like, mm. So Anaheim, you have Jamie Drysdale. You have pieces that if you if Calgary is going to give you five power plays or something, which based on the players we have, that could happen. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. We we love taking our penalties. So if 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 given the opportunity i'm sure anaheim can beat the flames right like i think calgary's a better team than anaheim i think most people do think that as well but yep. it's not in it's not going to be an easy win right anaheim with john gibson and they have a solid defense core their forward group is actually pretty solid like they can beat the flames if they play a certain way and yeah Right. That's good. That gives me confidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gives me just a little bit more confidence as well, like with this power play. Cause uh, you know, our, our power play last year was absolutely oh, abysmal. It was I, I believe it was the it was the last place in the league at like eight percent. It was Oof. not good. Yeah. <laughs> and Oof. uh it's it's only been two games, but the ducks have had actually quite a few chances. They're currently sitting uh tied for ninth in the league okay. at uh 33%. So that's that's pretty good actually again yeah. i know it's only two games i'm trying to keep expectations reasonable here yeah. yeah but that's already a drastic improvement like i believe in the first game alone with the two power play goals that they had um i think somebody had put the stat out that that was already 30 percent of what they scored last year <laughs> like, yeah. so it can it can only go up from here oh, yeah man, i didn't know that bad Oh yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad Dude, last like, year. I I went through like on on this show. I went through an existential crisis like every second episode, basically. So, <laughs> jeez. Like Carter had to calm me down a few times. Was, <laughs> this show, like Carter was my therapist essentially. Pretty That's much, good. yeah. Unpaid, also. Yeah. Unpaid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, sorry, I lied here. I do have one more question for you. For sure. Uh, Ducks and Flames face each other four times this season. Um. Obviously, Monday, uh, twice in December, and once uh, beginning of April, I'm assuming kind of right at the end of the season. Yeah. So, four games. What do you think the season series ends up to? Oh, like, I want to say that Calgary wins four games because they're the better team, I think. On on paper, they should, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like on paper. But I also thought the Flames on paper were a playoff team last year, and they (laughs) continued to disappoint me. So it could easily be... 
a three to four Anaheim victory. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick to my prediction. I might get eaten alive later on, but I'm gonna say the Flames will win three or four games. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Cool. I, I think I would go along with I think I would go along with that one too, actually. Okay. If the Ducks do win any more, it's gonna be a split season. I don't see the Ducks taking more than two games at most. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna say split season just because I, I hate giving Calgary wins, but realistically, <laughs> I think I think two and two on both yeah. sides. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah. I, yeah, easily, easily could be that. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see Nate, do you have any <laughs> Nate, do you have any final questions for uh, James here? Uh, I got one more. It's not relevant to the the flames of the ducks or anything in particular. Just something I'm noticing in your background here is you have a Coho mm-hmm. uh, goalie stick. Uh, who whose is that actually? That is uh, that is a great. I'm glad you asked because that is Jonas Hillers because he yeah, played I for the, so. Yeah, <laughs> he played for the Ducks and the Flames. So yeah, I went to the Flames equipment center and I was like, "Hey, that's a cool stick. I want it." Not knowing how bad Jonas Hiller was with the Flames, but no one needs to know that. So. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely a lot better with Anaheim. That's for sure. So yeah, but that's awesome. You noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Carter, you have any more questions, I guess? Otherwise, if you want to wrap it up. Yeah, no, I think I'm all good. Well, thank you very much for joining us, James. It was very insightful and it was awesome having you on the show. Um, For all of our listeners, you can obviously go and check out James at the Barnburner Hockey Podcast along with his co-host, Audie. Um, And James, if you have any other social media handles you want to plug, feel free to do that now. Sure, yeah, and uh, thanks for having me on. I know I like to blab my mouth off a little little too much, so I hope I didn't no, it's all good. go over time I'm sure, anything, I'm sure but... Carter's just happy it's not me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nice to hear another voice every once in a while. So. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, um, besides uh, the Barnburner Hockey Podcast, you can check me out on Twitter at JamesJohnsonYYC. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing the Afterburn Colin show through that or our Twitter account at uh, Barnburner Show. So check us out there, and thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks again for coming on, bud. Yeah, thank you. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, we will see you guys for the rest of the episode on the other side. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Bell Piano. Make sure you check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Hammer Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! Quick thing here with Neil, he's actually been doing quite a few watch-alongs on the THPN YouTube channel and uh, doing a fantastic job at them as well. So uh, he did one for like the Seattle home opener. He's mostly doing New Jersey games, but um, he's also getting in uh, on it with some other teams. I think they did a Stars game all over the weekend. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, or maybe just the, the guy from the... Uh, Ryan from the Stars podcast joined him. I don't know what it was, but um, oh yeah, I, th- I think Ryan joined him. They were watching. Oh, I can't remember what game it was. Yeah, I don't. New Jersey or Dallas wasn't a part of it though. Actually, I, I oh, do remember okay. that now. 
But yeah, they, they've been busy doing watch longs for New Jersey and, and yeah. tons of other teams. Neil's been doing a fantastic job with that. So uh, if you're fans of other teams or just, you know, want to watch a random hockey game with some other guy, check out the uh, THPN YouTube channel and um, get maybe some more colorful commentary than what you'd get on uh, ESPN or whatever. So. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about that, actually. I was wondering if we should do a watch along at some point of a Ducks game. I think that'd be kind of cool to do, actually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think we'll definitely get into one at uh, yeah. at some point here. Yeah. If you guys if you guys want do, us, so. yeah, if you guys want us to do a watch along, feel free to to tell us at Quack Report Pod on Twitter or on Instagram or on TikTok or wherever else. Let oh, us yeah. know if you want to do uh, that. Yeah. All right. Let us wrap up this podcast with a little bit of what's quacking. <laughs> All right, so we had a Twitter question come in from at Kevin Mack 1213. He was asking, what do you feel is the ceiling for Mason McTavish, both this season and beyond? Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> Great use of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I've been trying to use my keyboard more, so I thought I'd put some more accessible things on here. Um, I have a bunch of keys for when we lose games, but I didn't want to use it this time because it was actually like a good kind of a good loss there's the one specific one that i that like you you told me about that i wanted you to use today but i kind of forgot to mention it as well oh yeah so it's the it's okay. the it's the uh the call of duty one so oh yeah, yeah. okay so <laughs> so i just because i want to hear it because i love this honestly i love yeah. the sound of it just hold on a second so i'm gonna just, i'm gonna tell the score and then you're gonna press okay. it all right okay so unfortunately the anaheim ducks lost this game to the minnesota wild two to one mission failed we'll get them next time <laughs> thank you for that yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll cut that into the beginning of the episode yeah right? <laughs> oh but all right so what do you think is the ceiling for let's let's start with this season uh for this season for mason mccavish i think oh man it's hard to tell after two games and this his second game was pretty quiet so i'm yeah. really just kind of going off the first one i think his ceiling is that he stays with the club for the whole year with the big club, um, mm-hmm. or at least most of it. Uh, 20, 25 points, maybe. Like, I, I think he's just going to get a lot of experience, but he's also probably going to make mistakes. He's going to get some looks on the power play. Um, teams are going to, you know, bully him a little bit because he's the small 18-year-old, so he's going to have a tough time. But I think it'll be good experience for him. So that's uh, that's what I ex- I don't even want to say it's what I expect because if he does absolutely nothing for the next seven games and gets sent down, that's fine too. I'd rather him get sent somewhere else to develop further, right? But yeah, if he does I, I guess get we're sent- talking ceiling here, then yeah. that, I think that's the most he'll he'll do. So okay, and and just to fill in everybody as well who who doesn't know if uh, if McTavish is sent down, he won't be going to San Diego. Uh, he'll be going back to uh, mm-hmm. Peterborough with the Peets in the OHL. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I honest. I think for this season, yeah, like like you were saying as well. It depends on if he is here for past those nine games. Um, I'll go a little bit higher. I could see thirty points mm-hmm. potentially, right? Um, especially if he continues to, you know, play well. He's gonna get the ice time, which is gonna give him the chances. So I could I could mm-hmm. see thirty points and that being pretty respectable for a first season at least. Um, if he plays the majority of it, yeah. Now for beyond, 
I don't know if this is going to be a bit of a hot take or not, depending on you know <laughs> his his draft position. But then again, draft position doesn't always really tell the entire story of a player's career overall. Yeah, I get the feeling though this guy could be a perennial thirty goal scorer. I think so. I, I, think, I think that's that's pretty good. So honestly, I see this guy as being a big power play specialist. That that yeah. goal he scored in front of the net for his first one, like that is a just a like he, you just see how big that's a he McTavish is. goal. That that's yeah. honest. Honestly, that type of goal is direct from mm-hmm. his evaluations. Yeah. So and, and like that, like that's what it's talked about. Right, he's a big net front presence who picks up yeah. those pucks. So and and I think that there's a huge market for that in the NHL and on yeah. a team where our power play, you know. Five years down the road is probably going to consist of um, Zegras, Drysdale, um, insert player on the other side, insert player Comtois, in the slot. McTavish. Comtois, yeah. Uh, uh, like, there's tons of options. I, I totally yeah. forgot about Comtois. But then you park Mason McTavish in front of the net, he's going to pick up Drysdale's garbage, like the shots that manage to get through and ring off the post or just go off the end boards. McTavish is going to be there. He's going to be there for a quick tip hit tip in or backdoor pass from Trevor's egress like and no one's going to be able to touch him so I yeah. think like 30 goals 20 of them probably coming on the power play is absolutely realistic for McTavish all right sounds good I'm glad it wasn't a crazy crazy hot take no not at all not at all <laughs> so I, I thought about going 40 that might have been pushing it though but like I like Maybe. I see him consistently in a few years down the line like once he really establishes himself I can see him putting up like Back to back, like thirty goals type seasons. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Honestly, those I, I don't really have anything to add or or say differently for his ceiling beyond this point. Like, I, I don't think he's that star player. Like, say the Trevor Zegris type. Um, even though he was drafted higher than Zegris, but I think he just has this skill set, and he is very good at using it and i think yeah. that's why he's drafted so high whereas degris is kind of your all-around speed skill player right yeah there's not there's not one thing that degris excels at he just does everything quite well yeah in my opinion whereas mctavish you, you know what you're getting and you're bringing him into your team for a reason so mm-hmm. sweet yeah okay i don't have anything to add no i'm, gl- I'm glad you ma- i'm glad you make it sound like i know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> that's what i'm here to do just, just toot your horn for you <laughs> sweet i love it thank you bud <laughs> yeah okay that was a quick what's quacking i guess but yeah uh, that was the only question we had this week so but uh that's uh that's not a bad thing so we had a, we had a decent chat about uh you know the ducks first wild game we had a great talk with uh with james from the barn burner show and mm-hmm. um yeah i i, I know we're going to be running a little long here again but uh yeah. it, it, it you know especially with james some some great talk and um mm-hmm. you know if, if it's weird to think about that anaheim has not seen a canadian team well i guess they saw winnipeg anaheim yeah. hasn't seen calgary since the 2019 2020 season mm-hmm. right like it's, yeah. it's and, been and almost really, two years since we saw since them, so since or since like before wednesday yeah, Wednesday when we played Winnipeg. I had to think about that for a sec. Yeah. We hadn't we hadn't seen Winnipeg since then either, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so some of like some of these teams that, you know, weren't in our Western division last year, right? Like mm-hmm. they've like for example, Calgary, right? Because we were just mm-hmm. talking about them. Their whole team uh look has changed dramatically. So besides and the they're, four and they're guys not the like Goudreau one. and Monaghan, like the whole surrounding cast is different. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. So, so, but yeah, so it was it was totally worth it though, and it I feel like it's okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and we'll uh, we'll do more of that as the season goes on. We'll bring on uh, co-hosts from other shows. Obviously, we probably won't get to all uh, all the teams we'll play, unlike last year where we. We could, and we had the time to to yeah. do that early on in the season. <laughs> now uh, it's going to be hard to stay on top of that. So we'll bring on some every once in a while, and probably more division rivals, just because it's a little more fun and the info lasts for the whole season rather than oh great we see Pittsburgh once. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. Us. So um, though I I would like to get Nick and Nick on here if we're talking about Pittsburgh. I think that'd be pretty fun. So uh, yeah, Pittsburgh was a poor example. Those are fun guys. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think it'd be fun to. Like as much as yeah, the division rivals are who we're gonna see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to talk with those guys in the East because we don't see them too often. Yeah. So they you don't yeah just because you don't see them too often, you don't really know a whole lot about them. So they're they're definitely mm-hmm. informative in that respect. So yeah, yeah for sure. But um, yeah, I guess just before we wrap it up, just a reminder if you're listening to this on the Monday night, that uh, we are playing the Calgary Flames at. Uh, sorry, I was just pulling it up here. At 6.30 Pacific. Uh, and Tuesday, we are playing the Edmonton Oilers at 6 Pacific. Yeah. All right. And you've, you've been live tweeting the last couple games as, as to the best of your ability as yeah. well. well you obviously have other things going on as well. But um, where can they uh, tune into some live conversations with you? You can tune into those uh, primarily at Quack Report Pod on Twitter, uh, though obviously it's still active on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, TikTok and uh, our our Wednesday live episodes are on our YouTube and our Twitch. Um, this episode as well, like all of our all of our Sunday episodes that we're going to be doing as well are going to be put up on our YouTube as well. And um, how we had you know the heat map up earlier, you can see those visuals along with us as well and that sort of thing by watching us on our YouTube. If you head over there as well, be sure to like and subscribe. Um, it does really help out the channel and us as well, just to get noticed by more people and stuff like that. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And we love you either of, way. Yeah. This is, of course, if you like what you see. If you hate yeah. this and you're like, why did I just waste an hour and a half of my life? Still I'm give us a like specifically- and subscribe. <laughs> no, even go there to downvote us or whatever or dislike i don't care no <laughs> just, uh, okay just don't give there. the dislike <laughs> well, because those actually dislike. hurt yeah only if you only if you dislike us but uh, <laughs> no, i just want don't do I just it want people it, to be honest if you, if you hate us like it's a baby and can't take it <laughs> <laughs> okay go to our it, dm nate at tate namas tell him how much you you love his insightful uh, conversation, but you just can't handle his co-host, uh, and then come tell me how much you hate the whole podcast at Carter <laughs> underscore Pots P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 actually don't, I'm pretty sensitive as well <laughs> uh, and I think that's all we got so, thank you guys very much for tuning in, uh, thank you again to James for uh, tuning in from the Barnburner Hockey Podcast I have nothing else to say news is going, go next go